Welcome to episode eight. If you accidentally stumbled across this podcast, awesome. I hope you stay until the end. You just never know what you're going to get. I never know what I'm going to talk about until I hit the record button. But I typically speak about past or current events and how the gospel helps me to manage, cope, survive, keep sane, that sort of thing. And for those who are returning listeners, especially those who listened last week, guess what? I actually got some very low-budget earphones, so hopefully the quality of this podcast will be better because I'll be able to, I guess, edit it a little bit. Although, truth be told, I just, I'm too lazy to do that. So I hope the quality is okay. I've actually not been feeling well this week. I feel as though I'm coming down with a cold that I am actively trying to fight off. I've been stocking up on a lot of vitamin C. I'm taking a lot of preventative measures. So I haven't actually gotten a cold or a flu or anything like that. However, I do feel a bit of congestion here and there. And I will have an occasional um sneeze so um i am heavily medicated doing this podcast and i really do hope it goes well (laughs) today at church um of course it's fast and testimony sunday and this oh my goodness in all my years of going to church um i've been a member for 10 years I have never heard anyone bear a testimony like this, and I felt that. There is this gentleman, he bore his testimony. Um, In essence, he is a former member of the church. So he actually stated in his, you know, when he went up, he said that he is no longer a member. He was speaking to... Um, pastors or members of a clergy of other churches because they were talking about um, Jesus Christ and who he is and things like that and they wanted to know his views and then you know they asked him about if you know you're no longer a member of the Mormon church so why do you still believe in those things and he said something very profound he said you know even though i'm no longer a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i have a testimony of jesus christ and that he lives and that um this is his church restored on the earth and i know that and i can't deny that that i felt that i really felt that because that is something that resonated with me, especially last year. I had similar feelings. I mean, I've, I've, you know, since I've been baptized, I have um, always been a member of the church, actually an active member of the church. Even when I was less active, I wasn't, I wasn't doing the things that were in line with um I wasn't keeping covenants I wasn't even through that even though I wasn't keeping covenants I I even reached a point where 
I stopped wearing my garments, not because I thought they were lame or anything. It wasn't that. It's because I know I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. And it was a constant reminder. Like, putting on those garments was like, wow, um, I felt like a hypocrite. Because I'm not, I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And I felt very unworthy wearing them. So I put them down. I put them down. I put them down for about a year or two years, maybe. Yeah, it was about two years. I just, I wasn't wearing them. And it bothered me. It did. Um, In the back of my mind, it bothered me. But I still kept doing, you know, other stuff. However, I never lost my testimony. I knew this is the Lord's church. I knew that the teachings were real. I was not reading the Book of Mormon. Um, I was not studying. I was not praying like I should. I was not... um, I attended church um, virtually. That was about it. (laughs) You know, it it was a very dark period. A lot happened, and there are a lot of things I felt like... I felt very unworthy to even call upon the Lord for help and stuff. I was trying to take on a lot of the things on my own. So I really and truly got a a deeper understanding and appreciation for the atonement of Jesus Christ because making the choice to repent, actually going to talk to the bishop, getting my affairs in order, it took a lot to do that mentally, but I knew it was the right thing to do. I kept feeling that nudge. I kept feeling that nudge that you need to do this. You need to do this, right? Nothing is going to change if you don't do this. There were lots of things happening in life. Things were sucking. Don't get me wrong. It's not like everything magically changed. It did not. It's bearable now. Um, I'm not so much in that financial oh no well that's not true (laughs) I was gonna say I'm not so much in the financial hole that I was in but um, yeah I kind of am but things have gotten better like I'm seeing a way out and I'm working towards that um I feel more peace in my days they're still tumultuous they are but I'm seeing ways in which to improve my life um improve my situation um things like that there's there's a lot of things happening like um trying to close a sale on a on a property and it's taking forever and i mean that in itself would help to free up a lot of a lot of um a lot of financial strain but you know i have to be patient and um you know i'm grateful that i even have that means and for that to even be something in the pipeline because it wasn't before (laughs) and just you know being able to have ideas and um getting paid well and um even though I don't have excess right now I'm still being able to meet my financial obligations and things like that um so yeah um still hope I see a light at the end of the tunnel where my divorce is starting to turn around I guess um the process I mean because because of the pandemic a lot of things slowed down 
um, our system already is very lengthy, but then that just made it worse. So um, hopefully it will be finalized soon. I'll be able to move forward the right way. It's not easy. It isn't. Um, I feel, well, I can't speak for anyone else, but I feel like sometimes we're struggling with things and sometimes it doesn't feel, I don't even know what it is because I'm not really sure why I just stopped praying or stopped reading scriptures or stopped doing, it's subtle things, you know, you miss a day, you miss two days, you miss a month and then before you know it, you just miss everything and then different things start calling to you maybe you break the word of wisdom maybe you break the law of chastity maybe you i don't know you just uh, you just start doing other things that indulging in things that um aren't in line with what you covenanted it just gets easier to do those things more and more but you know if when you don't when you still have a testimony there is something in the back of your mind telling you that, you know, this is, this is not it, you know. And you know that this is not it. And I had that in the back of my mind, um, that this is not it. But it's just, it's so much harder to do the right thing in those moments. Because it, it kind of requires you to completely turn away from this indulgent lifestyle and that's hard sometimes it's hard um well it's hard for you or hard to give up some of the freedoms that you think that you have in that time and it it gets hard it does um because there were some things I really didn't want to give up either but I knew I had to I knew I had to because I felt very unsettled I felt extremely unsettled and um, I'm fortunate enough to, or blessed enough that, you know, to, to recognize that the Lord was not giving up on me. He was pricking me still. He was still pricking me and telling me to come back. And that's why I really resonate a lot with, um, the parable of the prodigal son. And I resonate too with the, um, the story of the woman caught, caught in adultery. But let me start with the parable of the prodigal son he had everything right he he had everything going for him but he he wanted more or he thought there was something else something i don't know um and sometimes this more doesn't mean that you're being selfish or that you or obviously selfish like you're not saying like oh this is not enough for me i need something else and that's hardly ever the case Sometimes situations just come up and you make a bad choice. You make a bad choice. And then it just leads to another bad choice and another bad choice. And then you have this spiraling effect, which is, I think, what happened with me. <laughs> um, the prodigal son, he made a choice. And then he went out there and he was really trying to go his alone and do and just do his thing. It's not like he was going out there intentionally trying to break commandments and do all sorts of um you know heathenistic things that wasn't the intention right um well I don't believe that was the intention like this is not this is not um doctrine <laughs> what I'm saying this is my 
this is my um, understanding of it um, based on my personal experience. Feeling like a prodigal son or a daughter, yes. I think that he never really intentionally went out there to just do bad things or to do things that were contrary to what he knew. He just wanted to find his own path. And I think sometimes that happens. Like sometimes for whatever reason, we just feel like we need to find our own path. But in the end, you know, if we're still, if we still have a testimony, if we really still, maybe we didn't nurture it, but if we still, if we really had like a genuine testimony, you know, I, I think we'll realize that, okay, I've gone down this path and even though there's a lot of exciting things, there's still just distractions and the real path to happiness was what I had all along and I think that's what hit me and sometimes it's hard to give up some of those external things and sometimes it's just how do you do it how do you do it how do you what's the what's this what do I need to do I think sometimes it's just starting with simple things start praying again start praying again pick up the, pick up the book of Mormon and start reading it again go to church sometimes I feel like doing that I'll be judged but that might happen <laughs> because at the end of the day it's still people that are part of the church but you have to know that you're not going to church for the people you're going to church for the gospel of Jesus Christ I don't think at the end of the day we can say to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ okay, why, why, why weren't you in church or why, why weren't you partaking of the sacrament? Why didn't you come back? I wanted you to come back. And then you're going to say what? Well, they were judging me. I mean, you can say that, but I can't imagine that will go down well. I think about those things and that's what gives me the courage to do, um, I guess, what I'm supposed to do. I'm not always doing the things I'm supposed to do, um, but... At the very least, I know that I'm I'm trying my best and it feels good being able to partake of the sacrament every week now um, after not being able to do that for about, what, for about two years, maybe. That sucked. I never knew it would suck until it happened. I'm like, wow, um, I didn't realize I'd feel different. You do feel different. Um, the spirit of the Lord does leave you when you're when you've gone astray. You don't have the companionship of the Holy Ghost with you in those moments, and it, there was a difference. I felt that difference. I felt that light leave, and um, I guess I wanted it back. I didn't even realize I wanted it back. I just kind of woke up one day realizing I, I can't continue. I can't continue like this. Even the woman caught in adultery, that, I don't know, that resonates with me so much more too. Um, because she's doing things that, or she was doing something that was contrary and, and like the gravest sin or one-off, right? And even then, even then, the Savior 
had perfect empathy, perfect compassion, that he was inviting her to do better. He didn't reprimand her. He didn't um, scold her or anything like that. It was more of a, okay, you did this. Cool. I can see that you genuinely feel remorse. Just stop doing it. Stop doing it and do the right thing. That's, that's pretty much all he was saying. And I mean, for him to do that, that's big because that means that we need to stop judging ourselves and judging others, obviously. But I think sometimes we judge ourselves even harder than how others judge us. And if the Savior could um, forgive this woman for committing one of the ultimate sins, why can't we forgive ourselves for similar sins, you know, or and, and even lesser transgressions? He's always inviting us to come back to him. I understand not feeling ready because I felt it like I'm like how am I going to do this like I can't give this up I'll have to do so many things for that to happen right because I am not living right um and stuff but the moment I took that step back and stopped and I was able to um talk about it and say well you know this isn't right Um, and this is what I'm going to do. I want to go back to church and stuff. So I'm going to have to change up my lifestyle. And I eventually called the bishop and spoke to him about it. Um, I can't explain it, but like the moment that happened, it, I felt relief. My problems didn't go away, but I felt relief and I felt peace and I felt like I was on the right track again. And I could put back on those garments and not feel shame, not feel guilt. I was able to wear them as a reminder of the covenants that I want to keep, right? Not just have to keep, but I want to keep them. It really, truly is a privilege being able to wear them. I won't lie, like at first, when I was younger and I learned about the garments, and I'm like, why do we have to dress, you know, like, why? I used to love wearing crop tops, um, things, you know, sleeveless tops, um, just those kind of tops, right? I just, I loved wearing short shorts, things like that. I probably would still always like wearing that, and no judgment on anyone who does wear those things. I just chose to... um, abide by the the standards of the church because I realized that, you know, what these garments symbolize is way more to me than the pleasure of wearing a crop top. It's I think they're cute, I think they're so fun and everything, but at the same time the peace that I receive and, you know, Your endowment is really something very powerful. It literally means 
you are endowed with power. And that is something so precious to me now that even when I, you know, so when I started wearing garments, I just, I kept that in mind and saying, well, you know, this is really precious. And especially not being able to wear those garments, um, I value it even more now because I feel like I have a closer connection to the Savior and to Heavenly Father and that they are listening and that they are guiding my footsteps. Um, I see a lot of memes, <laughs> a lot of... um reels and tiktoks and things like that that talks about millennials and pretty much that where we have no idea how to navigate adulthood there's no line that um i still feel lost sometimes and what am i doing but i know that if the savior is at the helm that at the very least if i feel like i'm navigating in the dark he is the light he is the light that can show me the way so i am grateful for hearing that testimony today from a former member of the church to see that he still has a testimony and i guess he wants to come back to church i really don't know his story um and no judgment or anything like that but i just know that because i don't really know why he's not a member but i just know that that was so powerful to see wow even not being a member you still have that testimony that you're holding on to. And I love that. And I value my membership in the church. And I want to hold on to that testimony because I know that Jesus Christ really is the savior of the world. And through him, we can do all things. Life will never be perfect. It is completely and utterly unfair and unjust. However, all these things, all our circumstances, whether warranted or not, I know that good can come from it, that it can mold us into a better person and it can draw us nearer to the Savior and our Heavenly Father. So I'm going to leave those words um, or leave those thoughts. That's actually something I'm carrying into this week as well. Um, how do I nurture my testimony more? Um, how do I strive to be better just a little bit every day? How do I ensure that, you know, I don't stray too far from the gospel, but that if I do stray even a little bit, I know it is safe to always come back because the Lord wants me to come back and his, he's always extending his arms, inviting me to come back. And you and anyone else that you know who has been away for a while, come back. The Savior wants you back. We all want you back. It might feel hard, it might feel difficult, but... I know that it is worth it. That relationship that you will mend with the Savior is worth it. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.